Thank you very much for tuning in to The Shepherd's Word. My name is Gilbert Apple, and today I want to share with you a message I've titled, God. God. We're going to look at who God is, where he is, and what he does. Who God is, where he is, and what he does. And I trust that this message will bless you. If you want to know who a person is, it means you just want to know who he is as simple as that. His character, his nature, or how he even carries himself. So if you ask me, who are you, Gilbert? I have to be able to tell you exactly who I am. And if you want to know who God is, you have to go into the scriptures to know who he is. And I'm going to base my explanation of who God is or description of who God is on three scriptures. Genesis 1.1, Matthew 1.23, and John 3.16. Genesis 1.1, Matthew 1.23, oh sorry, Matthew 1.21, and John 3.16. If you want to know who God is, or how the Bible describes who God is, then you have to look at these three scriptures. The first one, Genesis 1.1, says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Matthew 1.21 says that, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. John 3.16 says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So who is God? Based on these three scriptures that we've read, number one, God is a creator. He is a creator. So if you want to know who God is, you look around you to see the things that God created. We are told that he created the heavens and the earth. The heavens spiritual and the heaven physical. He created the heavens and the earth. So our first introduction to who God is, is that he is a creator. He is a creator. And the second thing to know about God and who he is, that he is a savior. He is a savior. We are told in Matthew one twenty one that he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. So the sins that you and I will commit or will ever commit, God or Jesus Christ will save us from our sins. He will save us from dying, from being destroyed by the wrath of God. And the third description of God is that he is love. He is love. John 3.16 makes us to understand that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He so loved us, you 
and I to the extent that he was able to give up his only son to come into the world to die for you and to save you from your sins. So if you want to know who God is, he is a creator, he is a savior, and he is love. So if you want to know your identity or know who you are, you must go to God because he's the one who created you and he's the one who can give you what your life is all about. And if you want salvation, no man can ever save you, no matter how much he or she professes his love to you or her love to you, he or she can never save you from your sins. Or from the wrath of God, except Jesus Christ. So if you want salvation, you have to come to Christ. You have to come to Christ. And if you want love, only Jesus, only God can give you love. Only God can give you love because he so loved the world. So if you think that you are not enough and nobody loves you, and nobody is showing love to you. Have you gone to God? Because if you go to God, you'll find love. He's the only one who can truly love you than any man or woman can love you. So that is who God is. He is a creator. He is a savior. And he is love. He is love. Where is God? Where is God? When you read through the Gospels, when he died and resurrected on the third day, we are made to understand that he ascended into heaven. So we all have a knowledge of where God is, that he's somewhere up there. We don't know where in the heavens that he is or where up that he is we don't know but i am going to show you that in as much as we think that god is up there he is also down here with us so where is god matthew 1 23 matthew 1 23 Tells us where God is. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. It tells us that Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted as God with us. God with us. And then Luke 17 verse 21. It says, Nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you the kingdom of god is within you so where is god 
Matthew 1.23 makes us to understand that God is with us because he is Emmanuel. Though he may have ascended into heavens, he is also here on earth with us. We don't know whether heaven is up there or around us. You don't have to think about heaven being a location, but rather a dimension where you can instantly access the throne room of God without traveling a distance to have an encounter with him. So he is God. He is Emmanuel. He is the God who is with us. He's not in the space out there, but he is with you. And Luke 17, 21 also makes us to understand that he is within us. He is within us. For he says that the kingdom of God is within you. He is within you. So if you want to know where God is, we have, we have been given two places that he is. He is with us and he is within us. So you don't have to travel a distance to have an encounter with God. You have to look around you and within you to have an encounter with God. So if you look to your right, to your left, behind you and in front of you, God is there with you. And if you go within you, God is there with you. So he is the ever-present God who goes everywhere with you. So we've looked at who God is. We said he's a savior, he is a creator, and he is love. And now we know where God is. We know he's with us and within us. Now let's look at the function of God. What does he do? What does he do? What does God do? And I'm going to look at Matthew, sorry, Psalm 23 verse 1 to show you what God does. David tells us in Psalm 23 verse 1 that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. David is telling us in Psalm 23 verse 1, what God does. And the first thing he tells us is that God is a provider. He makes provision for us. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, I shall not want. A shepherd is one who takes the lead ahead of you to make provisions for you. He makes provisions for us. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Why? Because he is a shepherd. 
and a shepherd is one who makes provision for us. So that is one duty of God, to make provision for his children. Whatever dream that God will give you, every day that he gives you, he gives you the day because he's made provision for you. He never runs out of supply. The day God runs out of supply for you, it means he's finished with you in the natural. Therefore, you transition into the spiritual. The day God runs out of supply for you, it means he's done with you here on earth. But once he gives you life, he gives you breath, he gives you a day, it means he's made provisions for you. And I pray that God will open your eyes to see his provisions for you. The second function of God is that he protects us. That is also one function of a shepherd. A shepherd is also a protector. And David says that, Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Who is you? You is the shepherd who is with him. His rod and your staff, they comfort me. So he is a protector. When you go through the valley of the shadow of death, you have a shepherd with you who is protecting you with his rod and staff to comfort you. So you don't have to be afraid of the terror by night or the army that comes against you by day. Whatever the enemy is bringing your way, know that you have God with you. Especially with this coronavirus that has risen against the earth, you have to be rest assured in the comfort of God that he is with you. He is protecting you with his rod and his staff. So that is one function of Christ or of God or of a shepherd. He protects, he makes provision for us and he protects us. And the last one that I want to touch on is that he prepares a way for us. He prepares a way for us. So God and what he does for us is to make provisions for us, to protect us, and also to prepare a way for us. David said in Psalm 23 verse 5, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 verse 5 and 6. He prepares a way for us. So in whatever way you're going on, God is preparing a way for you. He is the way maker and he's preparing a way for you. He's preparing a table for you and his mercies and love will go after you to keep you and to see you through your journey in life. So who is God? He's a savior. He's a creator. He is love. Where is God? He is with us and he is also within us and what what does he do he provides for us he protects us and he prepares a way for us
So, beloved, my name is Gilbert Afo, and I brought to you the shepherd's word. Shalom, peace, and life to you. Bye-bye.